Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I have some questions to ask you right off the bat. Are your joints giving you trouble? Are you eating to feed your joints the nutrients they need to stay healthy and functioning well? Are you taking vitamin supplements to support your joints? Today, Carolyn and I will be discussing nutrition for healthy joints, both food and supplements for healthy joints. My name is Kara Carper. I'm a licensed nutritionist, and I'm in the studio this morning with Carolyn, who is a registered and licensed dietitian. Carolyn, you have a personal story about joint health, and I really think listeners, we know they love our personal stories. And I'm wondering if you, if we could just kind of start out the show taking a minute to share your story. And you've been a really active person, so maybe you could tell how you've kept your joints healthy. And I know you also had a surgery, a hip surgery. So yep. talk about that and what was that recovery like? Yeah. And uh, Yeah. Sorry. Welcome to... <laughs> Welcome to the show, Carolyn. It's yeah, good to be nice, here with you. Nice to see you, too, Cara. I haven't seen you for a long it's been time. been a while with yeah, yeah. COVID-19. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I really do have a personal story. And, you know, it started back when I was probably in my mid-20s. I decided I was going to start running. So at first, I was running like eh, a few miles a day. But then that wasn't enough. I kind of got the running bug. By the time I was uh, in my 30s, I was running at least 10 to 12 miles every single day and somewhere between 20 and 30 miles on the weekend. So, you know, I really did not realize that I was really stressing out my body by doing that much running. I wasn't giving myself a break, not even for a day. So, yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about that and then... You know, what What helped you? Well, a lot of different things uh, helped me more recently than, mm -hmm. than then. I'll just kind of finish my story because, okay. unfortunately, doing that much running, of course, I had injuries. Mm -hmm. um, that would probably be the only time I didn't run. I, I fell, you know, I, I was damaging my cartilage way back when. And um, so, unfortunately, at the age of 66, now, you know, fast forward <laughs> 33 years, more years, 36 years, really, um, I ended up having to have a, knee, a hip replacement. Um, and, you know, Cara, I so wish I had had nutritional weight and wellness whispering in my ear mm -hmm. that 40 years ago, because guess what? I was eating low fat. I certainly wasn't taking any supplements. And, uh, you know, if I did have fat, I'd have one of those processed oils or even margarine. And guess what? I loved my cereal. I had my bagels. So I had that high carb thing as well. So now, of course, I've been eating really, really healthy. Unfortunately, you know, my hip 
was beyond repair, mm-hmm. basically. By you had mentioned kind of the bone on bone. Yeah, I was situation. Kinda, yeah, definitely bone on bone. I was in a lot of pain before my surgery. So I tried a lot of things before the surgery. Um, but now after the surgery, I recovered so quick. I was. I remember that because we were in the studio together and I said, didn't you just have a hip surgery? So you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It was in late January. So um, anyway, um, now, of course, I eat really well. Um, I don't overindulge in carbs of any kind. Basically, my carbs are the good, good veggie carbs mm-hmm. and fruit carbs. Uh, and I pretty much am taking almost everything that we're going to be talking about today. I do my omega-3s. I do key collagen. I do glucosamine. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to get into all of that right. a little bit later. So, yeah, all those supplements Carolyn just mentioned, we will talk about in more detail, as well as we're going to definitely dive into um, more of what Carolyn just shared as far as how processed fats Processed oils, processed carbohydrates, cereal bagels can just exacerbate inflammation, which just makes the pain worse and leads to more of that joint breakdown. Yeah, I actually I should say that before I had the hip surgery, every once in a while, you know, I would indulge in a piece of pizza uh, and Carl, just one slice of a very thin crust pizza would put me in pain the next day. It was just awful. So obviously I really try to to avoid that whenever I could. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. So it sounds like it was to recap, it was a combination of that kind of over exercising combined with some injuries, combined with some processed oils, processed carbs, Mm -hmm. just leading to more inflammation over time. Over time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our goal today is to help all of you understand how to incorporate an anti-inflammatory diet into your everyday meals so that you can preserve your joint health. And, you know, we don't want you to need to end up having surgery. There's a lot that can be done to prevent that, but it has to be done, you know, proactively. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really all about um, food first. But we also want to share specific supplements that will help you support your joints. In addition, we're going to address uh, supplements that may help uh, you manage your joint pain because that definitely is a big part of it when you get to the bone on bone thing. And if you have stiff and achy joints, you're not alone. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, estimates that at least 63 Americans suffer from chronic joint pain, aching, and stiffness. And knee replacement surgery really has become a very routine procedure in many hospitals. In fact, almost 600,000 people have a total knee replacement every year, and nearly 1 million hip and knee replacement surgeries are done in the U.S. annually. Yes, guess what? I really did say (laughs) 1 million hip and knee replacement surgeries. What is even more frightening is that number is projected to increase to three and a half million in the next few just, years. Just in the next few years. That's amazing, that's, isn't it? That's an uh, incredible statistic. Um, you know, some damaged joints are from injuries. I mean, you had talked a little bit about yeah. that with your story. But most are from inflammation that slowly breaks down the joints, causing damage. And the National Institutes of Health, or the NIH, estimates that a 105% increase 
in the number of surgeries in the next 20 years will occur. Today, over half of surgeries performed are for people under 65. Well, at least I got to 66. <laughs> I was just thinking that because you said you were 66. The research has indicated that the rising obesity levels are a major cause of total knee and total hip replacements. And a large-scale study showed that obese individuals in Spain had at least a two-fold increase in the likelihood of total knee replacement compared to those of normal weight. The NIH stated that reducing obesity could, you know, can help reduce the need for hip and knee surgery. Yeah, yeah. And we do hear that, you know, it's kind of like that excess weight mm-hmm. can create well, and then to the joints. Didn't uh, we get statistics this year that said our Minnesota obesity rate is going up. I'm sure it is Mm -hmm. in other states as well. Yes. And, you know, that's just amazing that it just continues to increase, even though we've been doing all of these things. So certainly uh, carrying extra weight puts stress on the joints, but we want to look deeper into why those joints break down. This brings me back to a client's story from last year. Susan, she was really excited to tell me that when she stopped eating sugar, the intense pain in her left knee stopped. Oh, I can identify with that. (laughs) She went on to say that she, whenever she ate sugar, uh, her knee felt like it was full of shards of glass, giving her intense pain. She also said, as much as I like sugar, I actually have an addiction to sugar. And the pain stops me from allowing any and all sugar from going into my mouth because she said she cannot stop with just a little. For her, it was about, you know, one little bit leads to a lot. Well, good for her for realizing that, you know, when you have an addiction to something like sugar, um, sometimes you you can't do just a little bit. Right. Right. Well, it's time for our first break. And you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today, we're discussing nutrition for healthy joints both foods to eat and foods to avoid. Additionally, we're discussing special supplements to support joint health. And if you have any questions about any of the supplements that we're going to talk about today, call our office at 651-699-3438. You can also go to our website, weightandwellness.com, to learn more. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. As our listeners know, Nutritional Weight and Wellness is all about nutrition education. And for the month of August, we are offering all of our online individual classes for only $10 per class. That's a real steal, isn't it? So one of my favorite classes is uh, Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. Another favorite class of mine is Eating to Reduce Pain and Inflammation. So check out our website, weightandwellness.com, and sign up for one or several of these classes. It's a great deal. That's a really great deal. Um, $10, and you know, you, most of them are an hour or more. Yeah. And you can do it in your own time, in your pajamas, <laughs> yes, if you'd exactly. like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, as far, you know, I think I like bought one of those classes at one point. And I think you have like a couple days to watch it. So it's just yeah. super convenient. I would recommend taking advantage of that. So before break, we were talking about, well, Carolyn shared a client story, um, you know, someone who had a, basically a sugar addiction, but yeah. gave that up because the pain. sugar was creating so much pain. 
Um, so sugar does definitely create more pain and inflammation. Now let's talk for a minute about inflammation. Inflammation, you know, is a normal process in the body. It's a normal response to injury or attack. So let's just say you sprain your ankle. Well, your immune system is triggered to deal with that damage. If you could look inside your ankle, you would see white blood cells pouring into the damaged area to remove debris caused from the injury. We know there's inflammation because a sprained ankle would become inflamed and swollen. After a period of time, your immune system has completed its job. So then if everything's happening as it should, the inflammation and swelling would go away. So that's just a scenario of a normal inflammation response. Mm -hmm. But we have another type of inflammation, and that's called chronic inflammation. So, Cara, I think that's what I what is happening to me i had that chronic inflammation it sounds like that when you shared your you know. story yeah so in this day and age you know many of our bodies are in constant inflammation and as a result of our food choices so that you know was i was had that chronic inflammation from both sides some of my food choices and because i was stressing it out mm-hmm. every single day so this long-term uh inflammatory response can be actually an underlining cause of arthritis, Alzheimer's, and autoimmune diseases such as Crohn's or MS, fibromyalgia, or chronic inflammation and pain in your joints. So this chronic inflammation actually creates pain and tissue damage. And then that excess sugar in our diets seems to be the leading cause of pain and inflammation and destruction of cartilage in your joints. So here's a simple way to understand the damage that sugar can have in the body. Too much sugar in your diet, it leads to higher blood sugar levels. Well, that makes sense, right? Like you were talking about eating cereal or bagels or, you know, sugar like Um, Cake, (laughs) cake, like cupcakes, but all of those foods, whether they're straight sugar or processed carbs, uh, they create higher blood sugar levels. They could lead to something like prediabetes or even diabetes. Well, that results in too much insulin circulating through the blood, and that leads to inflammation. So the bottom line is the habit of eating too much sugar usually leads to the breakdown and the damage of tissue in the joints. And research has found that high fructose corn syrup is the most inflammatory form of sugar. If you're wondering where you find high fructose corn syrup, it's in soda, it's in a lot of processed foods. It's probably in your sweet, your flavored coffee drinks. That's just a few examples, but we just encourage you to check the labels, check the labels of everything. But if you are, have processed foods in your home and you turn and turn it around and look at the ingredient list, you will most likely see high fructose corn syrup yeah. listed. Yeah. I think it's in just about everything that's processed. Mm-hmm. You know, the trick is eat real food, whole foods, you know? fewer ingredients, fewer the better. ingredients. <laughs> right. Exactly. With ongoing swelling and inflammation, the texture actually of the cartilage can change from this nice, smooth texture to a really rough and crackled cartilage. And my um, my surgeon uh, showed me uh, pictures. I had an MRI and it was really 
I was all cracked. It was torn oh, in a number of different places. And he said, yeah, this is pretty bad. <laughs> so um, so I actually have seen that cracked hmm. and torn cartilage. So this means stopping. You have to stop that ongoing inflammation. And it, it is essential to help relieve the pain and to stop any further cartilage damage. Because when you're in pain, it's really natural to reach for aspirin or ibuprofen but over time these NSAIDs or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs can further damage and break down the joint and you know there everyone reaches for the aspirin or ibuprofen you know it's understandable it's like you're in pain but we just feel that instead of like kind of masking the problem, it's kind of a Band-Aid approach, mm-hmm. not getting to the root cause. Getting to the root cause would be figuring out what foods are, what beverages and foods are creating that inflammation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit later about um, one of the supplements that isn't one of these NSAIDs that helps relieve pain, that joint joint revive, I believe mm-hmm. is the name of yes. that supplement. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful and one. We'll I know I use that. I also use Caprex before my surgery. Okay. Yeah, great. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about food. And then like Carolyn said, we'll dive into supplements as well. I had already mentioned um, some foods that can create inflammation in your joints. And some of those that we've already said are cereal, you know, cereal for breakfast or bagels for breakfast, toast, bread, pasta, pastries, even pizza. Those all could be your source of inflammation. All of those products contain gluten and Many of you have probably heard of gluten before. That's a protein that's found in a lot of grains. The most common grain that contains gluten is wheat. And some people experience stomach problems when they're eating foods that contain gluten. Again, pizza, pancakes, pasta, bread, pastries. Recent research has found when people follow a gluten-free diet, they first of all, they have less joint pain. But it can also improve things like eczema and they have fewer headaches. So, I mean, there's a lot of benefits to, you know, getting gluten gluten free of the diet. Yeah, I have a lot of my clients going gluten free uh, for a number of different things. So, um, so you're if you're having any trouble with these health problems, maybe you should be switching to a diet of like meat, fish, vegetables. And only beneficial natural fats at every meal and snack. And I bet if you follow this type of eating plan for six weeks, so cut out all of those processed foods and then take inventory of your symptoms again, you are going to discover that you have less knee pain or less shoulder pain, less hip pain, fewer headaches, more energy. Maybe you might have your eczema might be clearing up as well. Um, Better moods. And you're going to have an increased metabolism. So it's very possible that those gluten grains might be causing that inflammation in your body. Mm -hmm. And the symptoms of a gluten sensitivity can really vary from person to person. Some of the symptoms might be brain fog. If you've ever eaten a sub sandwich and then within an hour or so, you just felt kind of fatigued and you had brain fog, that could be because you have a gluten sensitivity. Uh, Gluten sensitivity can also appear as muscle pain. 
And we often hear that gluten can create digestive problems as well, such as bloating. But a lot of people don't realize that foods that contain gluten can lead to our cartilage breaking down, Uh perhaps in the knee or in the hip. Um, And like Carolyn, you mentioned, it can lead to weight gain and slower metabolism, Uh too. Yeah, yeah, really. So, you know, our longtime listeners know that gluten is often an ingredient in most processed foods. And we found that there are two key dietary factors that can lead to generalized chronic inflammation. One dietary factor is a high carb, high sugar diet. The other is the use of those vegetable oils, such as soybean or corn, canola or cottonseed mm-hmm. oil. You know, um, it, would this be a good time for me to tell a client story? Yeah, this was, sure. just kind of popped into my mind. Um, it was a long time ago. And actually, the testimonial is on the Weight and Wellness website. Oh, cool. I believe his name was Jeff. Um, and he did agree to do the testimonial, obviously, so I can share his story. But, you know, I met with him years ago and he came in with eczema and really bad joint pain. He was unable to, he had to stop playing softball, I believe it was, or he couldn't use his shoulder. Oh, yeah. A ton of shoulder pain and eczema. And I did not realize it was time for our break already. So let's head to our break and I'll share that when we come back. Um, You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And, you know, with COVID, our world is kind of turned upside down and a lot of people are having sleep problems. So when we come back from break, we're going to share some ways to get a better night's sleep. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you just joined us right now, uh, Cara and I will give you a short mini class on how you get to sleep and stay asleep. You know, I think so many people, Cara, are having trouble sleeping Mm -hmm. during COVID. Um, So hopefully this will help a lot of people. So my number one thing is eat a small snack at bedtime. So a good choice would be like a half of an apple or one to t- with one or two tablespoons of a nut butter. That fat, that of course, the nut butter is a really healthy, natural fat, right? And that helps keep our blood sugar balanced throughout the night. Mm-hmm. So people that wake up at that, you know, three o'clock in the morning or whatever, it's usually their brain waking them up because your brain needs that energy throughout the night. So having that fat and and the apple the carb the good uh carb there is going to help stabilize your blood sugar for a longer period of time through the night and that's such a simple snack and you know nut butter could be peanut butter almond butter there's great cashew butter um sometimes i like to have a healthy fat an avocado Mm -hmm. as part of my bedtime snack maybe half of an avocado and a half cup of blueberries Mm -hmm. yeah that's great And then the second tip is to take 400 to 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. And most people, or I'd say three out of four, are thought to be deficient in magnesium. Mm -hmm. And magnesium, it's a mineral that really helps to relax muscles. And Mm -hmm. it's a very calming mineral. And glycinate is just a specific form that's very absorbable. Yeah, it's the glycinate or magnesium has to be attached to something for it to be absorbed. And glycinate is the smallest molecule. So that makes it very absorbable. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important uh, to, again, stress that because 
the most common form of magnesium uh, out in the drugstores or wherever is magnesium oxide. And that's actually kind of can be very upsetting and is not as absorbable. And I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I take magnesium every single night. I do too. <laughs> and I actually take the 400 milligrams. Yeah, that's exactly how much yeah, I works, take too. It works great. I've been doing that for years. Yeah. <laughs> so to fall asleep, you could take two to five milligrams of melatonin. And all you do with this is you place it under your tongue and let it dissolve. So um, that's usually the best form to have. Uh, you could also do a liquid would be mm-hmm. another good form. But taking it just uh, like you would a pill and swallowing it usually isn't as effective. Right. So, so you want to look for like the sublingual. Sublingual. Just there, kind of, I couldn't remember that word. Just the little tablets that <laughs> yep. dissolve and they're meant to go under your tongue. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't yeah. want to swallow the sublingual. Right. Sublingual. You just right. let it dissolve. And I... I you know, I know everyone thinks and it does help you fall asleep, but I actually find I mean, I take I take melatonin every day, every night I take about three milligrams. I think it has improved the quality of my sleep overall. So, oh, definitely. Yeah, it is. It's kind of known for its um, ability to help fall asleep. But a lot of people have a better sounder night sleep as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Our fourth tip here is to take one or two capsules of an amino acid called GABA, G-A-B-A. And that can really help calm both your body, like if you're kind of ramped up, but it can also help calm your mind. Um, I actually do take that. Personally, I take one to two of those before bed every night. Good, good. Our fifth tip is to take two to four capsules of the 5-HTP. And this is really effective to help control those really worried thoughts. So this might be a really good one uh, during COVID because there's a lot of worries out there. <laughs> oh, yes. And and rightly so. You know, there's a lot going on. But yeah, that 5-HTP, basically, it's a form of tryptophan. Which is another calming amino Uh acid. Yeah. Um, So that's a great one. Our sixth tip is, now if you're in perimenopause or menopause, consider adding natural progesterone cream. The brand that we recommend, it's called Progest. I know we have that on our website, Uh weightandwellness.com as well. And um, whenever I use progesterone cream, that's the brand that I like to use. Yeah, well, I use it every single night. Um, I'm obviously... In menopause or past menopause, I don't even know what you say about it anymore. But um, I, I did not resolve all of my sleep problems until I started consistently doing Progest cream. And I can tell if I forget to take it uh, a few days in a row or like I forgot to bring it to the cabin uh, a few weeks back. And oh. I was really you could tell me you didn't have it. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> so if you're wondering where to start and what to start with, you could send us an email or call us at 651-699-3438 and we'll be sure to give you some of our best suggestions. So Car, when just before we're gonna go to break, you were gonna tell us a story. You're I was, yeah, and I apologize for starting it right and then just getting cut off. But um I, yeah, so this client, I just thought it was appropriate for today's topic because he came he came into nutritional weight and wellness with really bad eczema and shoulder pain. And he said, you know, the thing that's really the worst part about it, he said I can't even lift my arm in the air to reach back and scratch the eczema, which was on his back. I'll never forget that. But um, he was 
he was a little hesitant, but he did agree to remove gluten from his diet. And he also um, removed sugar, a lot of like the kind of treats and sweets Mm -hmm. that he was eating on a regular basis. And then we still, Carolyn and I will still discuss a few healing supplements for joints. Um, And he also did take a couple of those supplements. So it was a simple, it was a pretty simple plan. Not saying it was easy, Mm -hmm. but it was simple, gluten-free, sugar-free, some omega-3 fish oil. And what happened? Well, you know, it took, I, I would say within the first month, he said his eczema was, you know, halfway gone, which is a huge improvement in one month. But his shoulder pain was also like 75% better. But he kept at it. And within three months, his eczema was gone. His shoulder pain was gone. Mm-hmm. So it took the body a little while to heal. You know, it did take, you know, one to three months. But he could not have been happier. Yeah, that's great. With I, the results. I, I know I had a male client uh, fairly recently that took, uh, he came in and he was just all blotchy. His face was all blotchy. And so we took went off gluten and again he wasn't real happy about that but um we when he took the gluten out the next appointment which i believe was like three or four weeks later he his skin was completely clear and he walked in and says i cannot believe this i did not believe you caroline (laughs) so it's pretty amazing the power of food either adding healthy foods or removing trigger inflammatory (laughs) foods it's it's amazing. Yeah. It really is. So uh, we were just talking about those bad oils too, Car. Mm-hmm. Before you started on your story, um, so vegetable oils. Yes. You had mentioned kind of a list of vegetable oils or processed oils that right. are inflammatory. Mm-hmm. You know, and also you, we talk. So basically, it's that combination of processed oils and processed carbs and sugar that really are creating so much inflammation in the body. And when we compare sugar intake and obesity, it's no surprise that as sugar intake went up, so did the obesity rate. And remember what I said earlier, people with extra weight have an increased risk of joint problems, especially knees. Many of our clients have found when they dramatically reduce their consumption of sugar, well, first of all, they just naturally started losing weight They had less pain and inflammation, whether it's shoulder, um, knee, or hip. And so, again, just the power of food is just amazing. Can't be emphasized enough. So when you eat foods with those bad oils, you know, like soybean, corn oil, canola oil, or cottonseed oil, you're very likely will be experiencing more aches and pains because these manufactured fats lead to an imbalance of your body's fatty acid ratio. That means too much omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids. So when you eat those processed refined carbs, such as convenience that are in those convenience store muffins with sugar and bad fats, you have the perfect storm for inflammation that can break down your joints over time. And I think it's almost ready for our next break, aren't we, Kara? I think we... Yes, it's it's about time to go to break. And I think when we come back, we will dive in and turn our attention to supplements that are going to help support healthy joints. And for less pain and inflammation, you know, just to kind of recap the food, you want to feed your joints natural unprocessed fats, grass-fed meat or wild-caught fish, lots of vegetables, 
a variety of antioxidants. Of course, those come from fruits and vegetables. Um, So we'll head to break and then we'll give you the rundown on those supplements. But you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We understand when we're under extra stress, weight gain often follows. So we want to invite you to take our Nutrition for Weight Loss program. And we offer this life-changing 12-week program to you as an online series. So you kind of like the individual classes you talked about Uh earlier. You can take this whenever it's convenient for you. Or, now this is kind of newer, if you prefer, you can join the 12 virtual classes via Zoom. And so that's kind of exciting. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is doing these Zoom classes. So Carolyn will share the dates and times available for the Zoom classes. And she'll talk more about what's included in this wonderful 12 class series as soon as we come back from break. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're someone who prefers video conferencing or meetings via Zoom, we are now offering, as Cara said before break, our Nutrition for Weight Loss 12-week program on two different days and times for you. So it's going to be Tuesday evenings from 6.30 to 7.30, starting Tuesday, August 18th. And my goodness, I think that's just next week, isn't it? I don't know how it became August already. <laughs> I don't know either. And Wednesdays from noon to one, starting Wednesday, August 19th. And I am happy to say that I am actually teaching this class uh, series with Leah. So it's going to be really fun. It's going to be my first Nutrition for Weight Loss Zoom class. Excellent. I have been doing other Zoom classes and they've been really fun too. (laughs) But this is my first Nutrition for Weight Loss 12-week series. So I'm really excited about that. So with this uh, upcoming Nutrition for Weight Loss series, we are offering three individual one-on-one appointments by phone or Zoom with one of our dietitians or nutritionists to help you be successful. And remember, I said earlier, for the month of August, we are offering all of our online individual classes for only $10 a class. So at at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we are making every effort to support you during this very unusual time in all of our lives. You can check out all of our options by calling 651-699-3438. Or, of course, you can go to the website at weightandwellness.com. Carolyn, that is such a great deal, too, those Nutrition for Weight Loss series with... How fun to do it through Zoom and with three one-on-one appointments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's typically two. Right, is that correct? So yeah. that's just a that's a really nice deal. Uh, so just to kind of recap what we were talking about right before break, well, food wise, we were yeah. talking food and you know gluten, sugar, processed vegetable oils. Some examples that you had given of oils that we want to avoid are soybean, corn, canola cotton seed or you might just see vegetable oil yeah you know what i tell all my clients i said if you're looking at the oil uh you know display in the grocery store if it's in a clear bottle it's processed because oils are damaged by light so you're going to get your best oils usually in a dark bottle but still you got to check the label to see exactly what it is but that's a you know quick easy thing for people to remember that's a really good recommendation i picture like the 
the plastic bottle mm-hmm. of corn oil where you can see the yellow oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oil is very fragile and easily damaged, becomes rancid and oxidized, and that that's creating more inflammation mm-hmm. in the body for sure. Because the oils that we that we're eating really play a role in whether we're creating inflammation or reducing inflammation. Right. Exactly. And that, you know, that's why we really want more of those omega three healthy fatty acids. Right. Right. And we're going to get those from salmon, cold water, cold fish, water fish, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Or supplement, of course. So that, I guess, brings speaking us right of supplements. to speaking of supplements, <laughs> the first supplement that we uh, use to support joint health is Omega-3 <laughs> fatty <That's> acids. favorite. <laughs> I often recommend omega-3 1000s or um, the new omega-3 extra strength. And you would take at least two, but you could take up to four soft gels. You, you know, that's going to really help control that inflammation and pain. And really, this is one supplement I tell everybody. Well, it, unless you're eating cold water fish every day, mm-hmm. you are not getting enough Omega threes. So this is kind of a absolute for most of my clients if they're willing to take supplements. And the reason why most, almost everyone seems to be deficient in omega three fatty acids. It's an essential fatty acid. That means it's essential to the body. But we unfortunately our bodies don't produce it. We have to get it from outside sources, right? So like you said, yeah, great. Cold water fatty fish is a wonderful source. But if you're not eating a good serving of that every day and you're not taking a high quality omega-3 soft gel, you are likely one of those people that's deficient. So, mm-hmm. exactly. Now, a new supplement that several clients have found to be very beneficial for their joints, it's called Joint Revive. And this supplement contains magnesium glycinate. It also has undenatured type 2 collagen and hops extract. And that's been found to help decrease pain. So the recommendation on the bottle is two capsules per day. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, my mom, I was I spoke with her last night and she said, yeah, that's fine. You can go ahead and share share my story. But she had a a knee, a a knee injury or a meniscus tear, as Mm -hmm. I should clarify. Unfortunately, this all happened right before COVID-19 shelter in place and just she was unable to have a surgery because it, you know, there was a lot more urgent things going on yeah. at the at the hospital. So she was in quite a bit of pain, you know, March, April, May mm-hmm. at the be- kind of the beginning of COVID situation. Um, so she, because she was unable to get that surgery, she really had to rely on diet, you know, her food choices mm-hmm. and supplements to kind of just lessen that pain and inflammation. And I recommended this joint revive and she started out with two and it was, it helped a little, but I, it's safe to take more than that. Mm -hmm. I suggested mom, why don't you take four per day? And that really made a huge difference. Yeah. I, I, I'll, uh, that's exactly what happened to me. Oh, it is. I didn't really didn't quite cut it. Okay. So I ended up with four, but that, you know, my pain was pretty intense. Obviously your mom's pain was pretty intense. So, you know, that's. So, I get, yeah, kind of our point is that, you know, it, it says two capsules, but if you are still in pain, um, you know, you can take four per day. Yeah, right. So another supplement many of my clients find helpful in supporting cartilage is 
I always get this wrong. Condo. Is that how oh, you it's say a hard it? one to say. Condro Relief. There we go. Condro Relief Plus. The key ingredients are MSM, glucosamine, and chondroitin sulfate. It is a must to take at least three per day to be effective. But really, you know, I often start uh, with about six per day for about six weeks. That will really help nourish um, the cartilage and keep in mind that it's really important to feed your joints sufficient nutrients. Mm -hmm. Now, one supplement that many of the staff at Nutritional Weight and Wellness have been taking daily, it's called Key Collagen, which contains four patented proactive peptides that's a mouthful yeah (laughs) Um, to support healthy skin strong nails flexible strong joints strong bones healthy ligaments and tendons and it's such a popular product it's unfortunately it's on back order but we'll be getting it back in mid-september and dar and nutritional weight and wellness believe it's the only collagen product that has these four peptides that are necessary to support the tissues in the body. Yeah, there are a lot of collagen products out there, but people really need to look at the peptides in them. So that's, um, again, I take that one every single day. That's part of my smoothie. Um, So I, I love that product. So if we are intentionally starting to feed our joints, I believe we could reduce the number of knee and hip surgeries in the U.S., it's, it is really refreshing to understand that the correct nutritional habits, nutrition habits, uh, can actually support our joint health and save us from that ongoing pain. Yes. Okay, so I, want, I think we should recap. Yeah, you know? we have a, just 30 seconds or so to recap. And- okay, well, I, I think one thing that really stood out for me, Cara, is when you said 105%. There's going to be 105% increase in the number of hip and knee surgeries in the next 20 years. That's amazing, right? Scary. It is really. <laughs> yeah. It's very scary statistic. Um, number two, stay away from sugar, right? Processed carbs, all of those things. High fructose corn syrup. Remember, sugar equals inflammation, and that's going to lead to that joint breaking down. Uh, have beneficial natural fats. Avoid gluten. And try some of these supplements we just mentioned. Right, like the Omega-3, the Joint Revive, Chondro Relief, and Key Key Collagen. Collagen. Exactly. So, you know, our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, it's really to help each and every person to experience better health through eating real food. It's a simple, but it's a really powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. And we know that, you know, times are stressful and we really appreciate you tuning in. Wish everyone the best. Thanks for joining. Be safe and be well. See you next week. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling cruel.